Hallo bei Ed Films, dem Podcast der Viennale. Ich bin Patrick Holzapfel und freue mich, wie schon im vergangenen Jahr, einige Gespräche mit Gästen führen zu dürfen, die das Kinoerlebnis für euch hoffentlich erweitern oder sogar bereichern. Wie, was schon Festival, werden sich jetzt vielleicht einige fragen. Nein, ganz so weit ist es noch nicht. Die Viennale findet vom 21. bis zum 31. Oktober statt. Tickets gibt es ab 16. Oktober und das ganze Programm findet ihr ab 12. Oktober online. Wir haben uns allerdings gedacht, dass es doch schön wäre, schon vor dem Festival mit einigen Menschen zu sprechen, die dieses Jahr ein, ein ganz besonderes Programm zusammengestellt haben, nämlich unsere Retrospektive gemeinsam mit dem Österreichischen Filmmuseum Film as a Subversive Art 2021, A Tribute to Amos Vogel. Es ist ja, wie viele hoffentlich wissen von euch, das ähm, Erinnerungsjahr, kann man sagen, an Amos Vogel. Also der ist vor 100 Jahren geboren, einen der ganz großen Filmdenker, Autoren, den es so gibt, ähm, der als Amos Vogelbaum in Wien geboren wurde und ähm, in eine jüdische Familie und 1938 dem Naziterror in die USA entfloh. Für unser Tribute, zu dem ihr alle Infos auf der Website finden könnt, ähm, haben wir sechs äh, internationale Kuratorinnen eingeladen die den Werten dieses Kurators, dieses Vorreiters, dieses Kinovorreiters aus heutiger Perspektive folgen sollen. So, now I switch to English to say hi to Nicole Brené. Hello. Hello, Patrick. Hi. First, because we are still in this uh, time where we uh, speak over uh, such distances, and since also all the curators invited are from different places, I just want to ask you very simply, where are you right now? <laughs> I'm in Paris, France. Uh, okay, that's also where you work, right? It's um, as as a curator, I'm working at the Cinémathèque Française. So it's uh, Henri Langlois' uh, and Georges Franju's creation. Mm -hmm. um, since 35 years already, I even can't realize this myself. <laughs> and um, as a teacher, I work at the University Sorbonne Nouvelle, the new Sorbonne, uh, Paris 3, as a, an advisor and director, um, in, not in the sense of filmmaker, but uh, someone who is directing a department. I'm working at the FEMIS, um, the high school of, uh, of cinema. And in the Cinématique Française, you are, uh, you are doing, uh, you're creating avant-garde film series, is, is that right? Yes, yeah. yes, it's uh, only the experimental and avant-garde uh, films. Okay, yeah. For those of you who don't know uh, Nicole's work, I can only um, advise you really <laughs> to, uh, to, to read her books uh, or to, to, to look at the program she's doing, because um, I think um, in, when we are looking for uh, curators and film thinkers who do not stop with what has already been written and thought, here is somebody you should really check out. So let's talk a bit about your program that you curated for this tribute to Amos Vogel. I want to begin with the title uh, because it's a very interesting, dramatic title, Image Dialogues at the Time of the Sixth Extinction. So I guess you are referring to the Holocene extinction. Maybe you can talk a bit about how this, what this has to do with your program. Well, thank you, Patrick. It's a very generous uh, introduction. Um, yes, I think as 
human beings and citizens, we are all aware that we are living in the world that we are destroying. Uh, so uh, it's something we have to think about on a daily basis, uh, every day, every minute, every second. And of course, as cinephile or filmmakers or curators, or um, we, we have to, in a way, reconsider our practices or our values or ideas, considering this, um, uh, these facts. We all know that cinema, the film industry, is a child of the industrial revolution. So in a way, cinema is one of the, <laughs> is one of the way we are destroying the world uh, in, in pure terms of techniques. And for someone, for somebody from my generation, for example, uh, we have experienced and it was always uh, like a, a slight nightmare, uh, the obsolescence of all the tools. You know, when, when the 16 millimeters and 35 millimeters tools has been replaced uh, or should have been replaced by video and then by digital, each time it was a, it was a problem. It was a, a, a loss, uh, a loss and cinema, is one of, in a way, is guilty. <laughs> he, he contributes to, to the hell uh, we are the, ourselves uh, yeah. uh, creating every day. So what can we do? We have, in a way, to respect the heritage, the intellectual, the artistic heritage that cinema is uh, leaving to us. We have to, of course, reconsider it. And that was the work of Amos Vogel and Henri Langlois and, and Jonas Mikas and all the great curators uh, of the 20th century. And we have also to think of new forms, new tools, new gestures that are more respectful and thanks to which cinema can, be, can regain some technical dignity. And, that's what my program is about. <laughs> yeah, and it's very interesting you talk about that because I think, I mean, one of the, I mean, all of the programs consists of, uh, of films that are uh, like films, I would say, from the margins of, of what we nowadays uh, see. If you, if you uh, travel around in a year of festivals, you won't even see most of these films. And it's very um, apparent that they are in very in a lot of different formats. Like you now mentioned film and digital, and they are you you program them next to each other, like thirty five, and then and then something something made for an installation space, for example, uh, on on video. So maybe you can talk about how you how you conceive that uh, this uh, because you mentioned that uh, cinema is adding to this hell. And uh, what is the reaction? What does it mean if you, for example, have a film like, let's say, the film Truc Aver uh, by, by Sylvie Simon, uh, and then something like Bruyard Passage uh, on, on 35 next to each other? So every screening, every program is uh, conceived as a dialogue between images um, and also 
Um, in terms of act, because we have to invent act, a critical act that can, in a way, uh, reverse this total uh, and global destruction. So that's why any kind of images uh, is welcome, uh, no matter the, the notoriety, no matter the, the technology, no matter the subject. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, the value that, that is important. And this principle um, is also coming from my reading uh, of, of course, Amos Vogel's uh, film as a subversive art. It, it was, it is maybe the most uh, impressive book about uh, a global reflection about all kinds of cinema. Of course, as we do, and as uh, Eva Sambiorgi from the at the Viennale and everywhere she she went as a as a curator and director, she, she thinks the same, she she acts the same way. We have mainly to defend uh, the most radical and fragile and beautiful and uh, and critical films. Uh, that, that's the main thing. But in this corpus, the film can Come, can come from any sectors, any territory of, of the cinema. So that's why all the lands, the, the, the kind of subjects, some, as, as you mentioned, there is uh, two films by Sylvie Simon who are uh, part of installations. And not only they are absolutely magnificent, uh, but also, uh, they, I choose them because as, the, as some of the artists in, in this program, uh, she's creating her own tools. She's creating in the frame of a laboratory uh, she co-founded in the East of France, uh, her own film, her own camera, her own installation. So she's one of these uh, uh, artists who is also a craftsman, uh, an artisan, uh, and totally uh, outside of the industrial world. So, well, th this is the reason. And the, the two fragments of her beautiful work um, that, that will be shown are directly uh, concerning the representation of nature, one about the birds and how they can be totally magic in an installation. Um, and the other one about uh, the way we can film this very uh, banal and very common uh, motif, uh, the, the herbs, the plants. Uh, so it's many reasons for, for which these films are in the third the screening. We nowadays we, we see a lot of short film programs during a normal year in cinema. It's a, it's a common thing and most of them, to be very honest, are done very ignorant towards uh, the single film that is you show three films and you just put them, I mean not you, but one that it happens, puts them together and nothing um, comes from the dialogue between the films and dialogue is very important in your program here so I, I wonder if you can tell us a bit about how you how you how you put together a short film program how you put together two films 
and what you expect from that in terms of a dialogue, in terms of how the single film should uh, also, you know, be intact. I, I remember talking to, to Peter Kubeka a couple of years ago and he was or, or is still very much into this idea that the single film should be protected in these programs. So I wonder how you, how, how you try to do that. Yes, uh, that's an absolutely crucial question for a curator. Um, why these films are sewn together. So um, I try to conceal um, the principles that I could understand in Amos Vogel's own practice, uh, the way he himself uh, created his own screenings at Cinema 16 at the time uh, in New York. Um, and uh, the subject of this, um, this program about uh, these three uh, screenings about uh, uh, extinction. And so it means all the films have to be absolutely different. Uh, each one is totally unique. And what is at stake is, of course, their uh, aesthetic uh, difference, differences, but also, and exactly as we are now in this planet, they are uh, in a way receiving and living into the same wind, uh, terrible dark wind of destruction. And each of them is an answer to, to this collective problem we are all facing. Uh, so that, that's the, the logics of this assemblage. This yeah, collage yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, now you mentioned Cinema 16, and that's something I'm um, curious about regarding the whole retrospective, but also your, your program is, of course, Cinema 16 is a very different place than a film festival, or was, at least that's how I uh, conceive it. And also we see now a lot of tributes to Amos Vogel around the, the, the whole planet, or at least the whole of Europe and the US um, this, this year. And that's great, of course, but I feel it's sometimes done in circumstances that are not quite the same. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about the framing of, of these uh, film programs here. And I just wonder if you have any thoughts on that, um, where to show such a program and yeah, in this, in this world where uh, the dominance of, of film festivals for these kind of things is, is, is so obvious. Well, I wasn't aware that there are so many homages to Amos Vogel, but that's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's badly done, uh, better an homage to Amos than anything, anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it, 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 I mean, he, he left us so many things to, to, to practice, to, to question, such an amazing corpus of ideas and films. Anyone can find his happiness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, that's true. No problem if, if, if it's not perfect or it's not uh, scientifically uh, framed or it, it doesn't matter. I mean, uh, precisely the, one of the lessons that we can learn for ourselves uh, reading uh, Amos Vogel's book and, and programs uh, and declaration and manifestos and, uh, and everything is that 
everything is open, everything is possible until it's it's a fight against uh, dominance, uh, against uh, all these forces that are exactly the same, uh, de destroying us now as in, in his time when he, when he published film as a subversive art. I, I read this morning, uh, thinking of this interview, the, the, the English version of this book, and there are pages and pages that are perfectly uh, new for today, that are perfectly useful word for word for, for today. Um, I don't know if I have time enough, but I would love to to read you um, a paragraph. Yeah. Will it be possible to Yes, to do yes. That? yes, of course, please. It's the, um, the paragraph about uh, the eternal subversion. So I'm quoting Amos. Here the artist finds himself at odds with its unplanned and cancerous growth in the service of the protest motive and its heedless disregard of human values. Wherever he turns, he sees exploitation and magnificent wealth, heartrending poverty and colossal waste, the destruction of races and entire countries in the name of democracy of a new order or a new order, the denial of personal liberties on a global scale, the corruption of power and privilege, and the growing international trend toward totalitarianism. He sees control of all communication by the few and the rise of new media, television and cable TV. Well, it's internet now, it's the same, that hold the technological potential of more repression. He sees the blighted cities, the polluted rivers and oceans, the unbridled exploitation of natural resources, the succession of economic crisis, inflation, depression, and even more destructive wars, and the rise as permanent and monstrous institutions of war economies and their intolerable burden upon society as a whole. He witnesses the phenomenon of manipulated democracy and an electorate whose voting power is increasingly denuded of meaning since real control rests elsewhere. All this explains why so many of the most serious international filmmakers find themselves in varying degrees of revolt or opposition to their respective establishments. End of quote. <laughs> I mean, it, could, it was written in 73 yeah. or published in 73. It could have been written this morning. I mean, uh, yeah. we are in this, the same world, except it's, it's even worse. Yeah, no, I understand uh, perfectly well. Yeah, it's true. Do you? I, I think one of was one of the things that by, with Amos Vogel comes also an idea that at least that's how I read his texts uh, that we can learn from films in some way. So there's there's the the subversion on the one hand side, the the attack, the the anger, but there's also a kind of almost I, I'm, I'm hesitant to use the word but there's also some kind of uh, utopic rewriting possible uh, in these in this uh, cinema is that something you also find in with Amos Vogel or 
not so much. The, the, I think the original energy is in a way the duty to reconstruct a world after World War II. Mm -hmm. So there is nothing utopian uh, in this, it's, it's just a necessity. But then to reconstruct with more human uh, principles, uh, for example, uh, to avoid any racism, uh, any hierarchy uh, among species, and so on. Yeah. So it, it's not utopia, meaning uh, it has no place and uh, it's in the future. It is now, <laughs> yeah. and it is a, a, a very positive energy, a reconstructing energy. Yeah. And, and so that, that's the first uh, part of the answer. And the second part was that among this uh, reconstructive uh, energy, of course, utopia exists. Um, it's uh, represented by, by some, uh, some films or some trends in the history of, of cinema. So it's, a, it's an aesthetic, uh, um, it's an aesthetic resource, uh, if, I, if I can, it's an intellectual and artistic resource. And for example, at, at the, exactly at the time uh, of the publication um, of, uh, of his book, of course, it was the golden age of expanded cinema. And in a way, each expanded uh, environment, expanded uh, orgy of images and sound, uh, very typical of the middle of the uh, 70s, was an, a little utopia, in a way. Well, that, that's, uh, I mean, there is at least two types of answers to your good question. So uh, maybe I have two, maybe smaller, maybe not so small questions, but I will try. Um, first, maybe you, because your first program uh, called Diagnose Reverse um, consists of two works by, by Marine Hugonier, maybe you can, Tell us a bit about about her, um, just briefly, so we get a get a sense of of, of who she is. Yes, uh, Marine Hugonier is a great visual artist. She's born in France, but but she lives in uh, in England, in London. So she she's well known in the Anglo-Saxon world, and but not as much as she should be in, in France, but she will have a, a big retrospective and, and the exhibition next year in, uh, in Paris at the Museum of the Jeux de Paume. And she's one of our great uh, video artists, uh, artist video. Enfin, video is not the good uh, adjective as she's working in 16 millimeter. <laughs> so that's a wonderful, uh, uh, of course, uh, act of resistance nowadays. She, what is very interesting in her work is that she works about depiction. One of her great visual work is depiction, how to depict the world, how to describe the world. And she has, a, she's trained in ethnology, anthropology. Uh, she's very uh, close to the Jean Rouge tradition, but, each of, his, uh, each of her uh, depiction of the world is also a depiction of cinema itself, and especially a deconstruction 
of, for example, the uh, Western perspective, you know, the one uh, built in the Renaissance. Mm, yeah. And so it's a very deep uh, critique against or about the structural conditions of the existence, existence of images in, in the Western world. So it's a very deep uh, critique. It's a very interesting materialistic critical thinking about uh, cinema and in cinema. Also, she has very different, I mean, this is the general frame of her, of her thought and, and creation. But the, the two films I'm, I'm showing in the first screening are very, very different, uh, purposely, of course, to, to show that, that the same critical enterprise can give totally different forms. So Cinetract is like a, a collection of very short haiku, in a way, a visual haiku. Um, each time she, she, she make a sample in the, in the media of some uh, interesting images or attractive or repulsive images, images critiquing, crit criticized by themselves in a way, uh, by, by editing. And the second one, uh, Giverny's Cups, Cups, is absolutely at the antipode, at the opposite, uh, 16 millimeter um, meditation and de deconstruction about the famous painting by, um, by Monet. Yeah. And I don't want to tell too much. <laughs> there is a, a great uh, visual event in, in this film, but it's a... Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really a kind of mise à nu. Uh, I don't know the English equivalent, but yeah. uh, um, it's a revelation about, about the limit of cinema itself. Oh, okay. Well, well, I will go now after that uh, introduction to that uh, program. You have convinced Great. me <laughs> to go. Um, so maybe we, we really have to uh, wrap this up, but maybe one last very short answer, if you can. Um, I just wanted to ask you if you remember when you came uh, into contact with Amos Vogel first and then what, what it was. Was it the book or was it some, something else? Yes, I, I was a teenager. It was the book because my, my parents were great cinephiles and they bought it in the, when it was published in 1970. Uh, six, I think, in France, and so I, it was in my mental landscape during uh, decades. And the more I'm reading it, and the more I realize it's important. Oh, great, fantastic! Thank you so much, Nicole. Um, Thank you so much, Patrick. And um, looking forward a lot to your program. Um, I hope to to meet you in Vienna. In yes, Vienna. for sure. Bye. Bye. Thank bye. You so much. Bye.